3: Para vivir.
4: Hello everyone, this afternoon on the marketplace, National Petroleum Authority suspends license of Central Oil Refinery, barring it from selling some finished products.
5: Our the independent verification found out that some of the quality parameters in respect of the said petrol were a bit different from what was contained in the quality certificate.
4: Also coming up, addressing the challenge of access to finance for MSMEs will tell you about the launch of a project spearheaded by the central bank.
6: I am extremely excited that one of the key objectives of this project is to explore which fintech innovations work and how they can be scaled up to ensure
4: growth of MSMEs. Also, coming up, escaping poverty, we we'll hear how some female headquarters in the country are seeking access to higher
7: education. <laughs>
4: We have a special feature coming up. Stay with us here on The Marketplace. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. The National Petroleum Authority has suspended the license given to Centu Oil Refinery to sell particular finished petroleum products on the market. This is coming after two energy think tanks, the Institute for Energy Security and the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, accused the regulator of allowing Centu Oil to sell unwholesome products. Now, the NPA insists that it took the action last week after its own investigations revealed that some products sold were a little higher than the specifications approved. Ubey Dalla Saeed is head of quality control at the National Petroleum Authority.
5: Through our independent verification, found out that some of the quality parameters in respect of the said petrol were a bit different from what was contained in the quality certificate i must say that it is not a product that is wholesome the issue at stake is about the pressure being a little two points higher than the maximum requirement and because products are commingled at the retail outlet you have a number of these stations already having stocks where the pressures were low and once they added it to the product the resultant product is good, and it is, not, and therefore, it is not all the stations that have experienced this product. But we've already held meetings of the Central Refinery, and we have now reviewed the monitoring regime, which is to the effect that going forward, we will be countering all the quality certificates that will be submitted to the NPA.
4: All right, let's get uh, some quick reaction from the executive director of the Institute for Energy Security, now we see the seventh. Uh, Good afternoon to you. Thanks for joining us. The IAS was among the think tanks which raised concern about the the sale of uh, unwholesome uh, fuel products by Centio. What do you make of this move by the MPA? Uh,
8: Thanks for having me, Nidara, and good afternoon to your viewers. Yes, we've heard of um, the step MPA has taken but we are not sure that if it's exactly the case, we are yet to see that um, decision by way of a written notice or a letter uh, to Sentiul and uh, made it public to consumers as well. That is uh, one way to assure us that MPA is really dealing with the issue. Well, well, to suspend a sale license or a marketing license, um, that suggests that the um, Sentiul refinery Products cannot come onto the market. If that is the case, then we want to know when it will come back to the market. After correction has been done, it gives some sort of reprieve or um, relief to consumers. However, there, we also want to ask that the penalty given to um, Century refinery must be quite, uh, you know, uh, uh, it should be heavy. It should be heavier than what we are seeing. You cannot say, I am withdrawing your license. Uh, don't sell, and that's the penalty. How sure are we that Centur Refinery has a marketing license? How sure are we that the Centur Refinery has a processing license? Mm. We want the MPA to make public the permits and licenses issued to Centur Refinery. That will give us that sort of assurance for CSOs and for consumers and Ghanaians as a whole.
4: Well, you you, you talk about the punitive measures. Uh, What would you have expected uh, aside from the suspension of the license of uh, the oil refinery?
8: Of course, um, uh, we've seen some oil marketing companies that didn't abide by the rules. Apart from uh, some uh, revocation of license, uh, others were charged. We want to see a stiffer punishment. And so uh, that lies at the ambit of the MPA. But we think that. Suspend the license is not enough. It must be stiffer than what we are seeing today.
4: But then, going forward, how do we stop uh, this from continuing?
8: Um, the MPA still have the mandate to regulate and monitor activities within the downstream sector, and you can only perform uh, activity within the space if you are permitted and if a license. We want, um, going forward, MPA must publish all licences issued to petroleum service providers, be it a storage facility, an oil marketing company, um, a refinery. If this is made public, uh, available on their own websites, as somebody who that deals with Centu has that form of assurance because they can attest that this is the licence given to Centu with this number. So let's see some uh, you know, publication of this license and permit. gives that assurance to investors and other stakeholders?
4: Well, some are also arguing for the involvement of the Ghana Standards Authority in all of this. Um, I don't know how involved they are in ensuring that we do not have a substandard fuel products on the market. Is that uh, something to push for if that's not the case?
8: Yes, the Ghana Standards Authority is the body mandated to
4: set standards
8: for our. Uh, Products and services, and ensure that uh, we comply by the same standard that is set. And so, if we are getting a product that is um, at far, you know, deviates from what the standard is, then of course uh, we can call on Ghana's standard authority to also speak to this issue. Did they get a quality certificate from Sentu, attesting to the product that this is the kind of sulfur, this is the kind of viscosity we have? If they fail to do this, and watched on for this product to come onto the market, then of course they didn't do uh, well in their work. They must ensure, together with the MPA, that we don't have these incidents playing out. Other than that, we might be compelled to seek redress
4: from the law courts. Well, I, I, while, while we talk about uh, this action that the MPA has taking, I'm just thinking about the consumer and how the consumer is compensated in all of this. Um, what can be done?
8: Uh, unfortunately, um, we're, we were careful not to release the brands that were affected because it is not their making. Um, and so we have spoken to some of them, and uh, they are taking steps to, to ensure that it doesn't get to consumers and their, uh, you know, their tanks or their engines. For some of them, they are finding ways to dislodge the product other people have even shut down their dispensing forms so that it doesn't give them that bad reputation. Mm. Uh, so, um, If somebody has suffered from the same, then of course the person have uh, an opportunity to reach out to the Consumer Protection Agency and seek redress. That's allowed.
4: All right. Now we see uh, the 7th uh, Executive Director. I appreciate that you could join us here on the market, please. Thank you. Now, access to credit by micro, small and medium enterprises is a major challenge in Ghana. However, the first deputy governor of the Bank of Ghana, uh, Dr. Maxwell Pukwafai, believes the use of fintech and other digital tools is critical in enhancing access to financing for SMEs, thereby bridging the gap. He spoke at the launch of the MSME Innovative Financing Project in Accra.
3: The fintech ecosystem remains a critical aspect of Ghana's financial sector meanwhile most micro small and medium-scale enterprises struggle to access financial products to expand their operations speaking at the launch of the msme innovative financing project the first deputy governor of the bank of ghana dr maxwell Opoku afari believes this project will inform the central bank to provide the needed regulatory framework to support msmes
6: as a central bank do price stability remains our primary mandate Under the inflation targeting framework, economic growth through credit expansion is also key concern to us and that is why a major consideration uh, is given to the impact of our policies on the real sector. For instance, much of the reforms that have been initiated within the banking sector in Ghana have been geared towards creating sound, stable, well capitalized and profitable institutions capable of supporting the real sector and economic growth through increased lending. I am extremely excited that one of the key objectives of this project is to explore which fintech innovations work and how they can be scaled up to ensure growth of MSMEs. My excitement stems from the fact that innovations through fintech remain top on the agenda for the Bank of Ghana and that is why a lot has gone into developing the regulatory framework and providing the conducive environment for innovation by players. Results from this study will inform us, the regulator, on other ways in which fintechs can be used to channel resources from surplus spending to deficit financing units in the economy, especially MSMEs.
3: The project coordinator and principal investigator, Professor Eric Osei-Asibay, highlighted the major challenges confronting small businesses especially around this time where there's tighter uh,
8: economic conditions, financing conditions, where the banks are rebalancing their books and uh, are not somehow not unwilling to provide finance to sectors that are seen as highly risky. Right. And so we thought that with the emergence of technology, with the digital transformation that is currently ongoing and with financial technology, perhaps we can leverage it to provide more innovative and sustainable financing to this sector. Some banks have started deploying technology and fintech, but there's very limited evidence, right, the extent to which this is impacting on SME financing. So this study primarily is being done to sort of gauge and better understand the gap that exists within the SME financing
3: structure. The MSME Innovative Financing Project is a collaborative project by the Bank of Ghana, the University of Ghana Business School, and the Consolidated Bank of Ghana to help bridge the financing gap for Ghanaian businesses.
4: Now, government is working to host all this external data locally. This is to reduce cost and promote growth in the digital space. Minister for Communications and Digitalization, Esla owusu Kufu made the disclosure to Joy business after addressing a workshop in Okwa.
9: The validation workshop by Smart Africa and the National Information Technology Agency, NETA, is aimed at getting stakeholders' input for the enhanced regulatory framework for cloud and data centers in Ghana. According to the Minister for Communications and Digitalization, Esla owusu Kufu. This framework will promote the country to become the preferred choice for hosting African data. She believes hosting a localized data center will support job creation in the digital space.
10: One key thing that we want to promote with this is localization of the data in our country. We produce that data. It must be stored here. We don't have anything against...
2: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?
0: Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500 hecha para vivir. RAM es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.
10: The amazing cloud services and the big cloud service operators. It's fine. Let them come and build data centers here and host Africa's data on the continent because it's expensive and we're paying twice. To host the data on other cloud services, pay for the management of that data, and pay to retrieve it for our use. It doesn't make any sense.
9: Director of Digital Infrastructure Skills and Empowerment at Smart Africa, Thelma Ifuakwe is optimistic that having a harmonized regulation system for data and cloud will boost investor confidence on the continent.
11: So that uh, investors are able to take advantage of a 1.3 billion market rather than uh, in the case of Ghana a 30 million market. And so the workshop here today is to help Ghana uh, as one of the first countries to create a regulation around data centers and cloud. That will help foster direct uh, foreign direct investment but also allow a thriving of the digital economy. It will also allow us and help us to be able to store data for africa
9: in africa government is therefore embarking on skills training for young entrepreneurs to take advantage of the green digital space
4: now players in the cargo handling industry have been here to embrace advanced technologies in their line of work to enhance efficiency and productivity at the ports according to managing director of advanced steve company limited steven a j a sophisticated equipment like telescopic forklifts helps in minimizing the long hours in offloading cargo at the ports. He spoke to Joy Business at the launch of Magni, a new forklift for the transport and logistics industry.
10: Despite the numerous challenges cargo handlers face at the ports, Advanced Steve Company Limited has outdoored the new telescope forklift known as Magni to help cargo handling for the transport and logistics industry, managing director of Advanced Steve Company Limited, Stephen E. J. Champon said, "It is important for players in the cargo industry embrace advanced technologies and machines in their line of work to remain efficient and competitive. To enhance
6: their operations, so the more uh,
4: the industry and the more players in the industry uh, who are interested in buying the telehandler, the better it is for industry to to handle um, cargo, I mean, c- cargo easily. Because these are equipment that are basically <coughs> built to handle cargoes inside them, and also small, small cargoes from four, uh, four and a half ton and less.
10: Managing Director of Halcyon MH Limited, While the authorized dealers of Forklifts and magnet telescopic handlers Francis Adobelay ...tells Joy Business the new machine is cost-effective for all cargo handlers.
3: Magni is quite an expensive product. Uh, we tell our customers that uh, cheap is too expensive. A lot of our customers tried buying cheap, ...and the feedback we get from them is that it's not worth it. So we pride ourselves in the fact that... ...if you buy it once and for all... ...it lasts you for a lifetime. It delivers you the efficiency you need... ...the reliability, the cost-effectiveness... And those who understand what the equipment stands for, go for it.
10: The South African representative of magnet telescopic handlers, Cindy Smith, spoke about the durability and its usefulness to the cargo industry. We've
12: got over 100 attachments that go onto each of these machines. So you can do many works with one machine. We've got, just to mention a few, we've got platforms, we've got forks, we've got um, jibs, we have got hooks, and we also have tire-handler t- attachments, and we've got a very versatile and specialized equipment.
4: All right, you're watching the Marketplace. There's been plenty of talk about unemployment lately, and while female headquarters in the country are seeking access to higher education to fight the sexual, economic, and verbal abuse they in society, some intend to quit parading the central business districts of Kumasi and Accra as they desire to be empowered to contribute to the development of their communities. Other friends, Mona Lisa Frempon engages some teenage mothers who desire to be enrolled in vocational institutions in the regions of the north to escape poverty.
11: Life is hard for 24 year old headquarter Salah Abudu at age 15 she dropped out of school in the rural area of northern ghana due to financial difficulties in her frustration she intended to get married to save her predicament but failed
7: yeah. So I said I was almost a victim of child life because I felt life wasn't treating totally me right. I felt I was stressing myself. I was going through a lot, and I thought uh, marriage could save me from the things I was going through.
11: Sala migrated to Accra to improve her life. Here, she finds herself sleeping on the streets of Tudu as a head porter battling diseases.
7: Even me dating a savior than me, I'll carry it, I've battled malaria and cholera on regular basis because where I was sleeping, it was an open space, so mosquitoes and all that. and then cholera because it was an open space and it was in front of
11: Gata. Salah Abudu and other groups of adolescent girls and young women aged 12 to 35 years carry goods on their heads in large aluminium pans. They migrate predominantly from the northern and upper west regions to southern Ghana in attempt to escape poverty and other harmful practices such as child and forced marriages and female genital mutilation by working in this informal sector. In crowded and congested areas with limited vehicle access, head porters make important contributions to the economic development of markets. They play an important role in transporting goods such as yam, plantain, vegetables, fish and clothing. The head porters are facing much of the worst that urban life can offer. Many are becoming teenage mothers as they continue to be victims of sexual exploitation. Biola Buajo is traumatized. She is sexually harassed and threatened whilst executing her job of assisting milk customers with goods to their homes.
7: Yes, I'll call tricks. I So I'm on the bellwoman. My head, you the press, so make kind of cry, the press, so I said, make me a gem, numbing to me, Jimmy, my whole din and answer. Yes, I'm a crime.
11: Elizabeth Pokia, a teenage mother at Asokore-Mampong in Ashanti, dropped out of junior high school to cater for her son. On a good day, she earns 50 CDs carrying loads. However, local people use 21-year-old Elizabeth for cheap labor while stigmatizing her. Bula Buajo, another teenage mother, carries goods which outweigh her strength, but she is determined to carry the goods to earn some coins. She fights locals who try cheating her during payment the office of the national population council finds teenage pregnancy among headquarters worrying they are major contributors to overpopulation in the country In a 2018-2019 mapping exercise by the Ministry of Gender, Children and Social Protection, it was indicated that there are more than 100,000 headquarters nationwide. This includes their children, with 85,600 working in the greater Accra area, 22,500 in the Ashanti region, and about 1,000 in the Brongahafo region. These numbers were approximated and it is likely that they are more in number. The National Population Council plans to manage this overpopulation through sexual reproductive health education. Mercy Adoma Besia is original head.
7: So if we want to
11: end the lesser adolescent pregnancies, child marriages and all that we need to tackle or have special interest in the KayAe. So how do we help them? pay till, maybe unwanted pregnancies or save abortions and all that. So that is where the national population
7: comes in to control the growth or the population growth.
11: Salah Abudu is a final year student at the University of Ghana, Legon. Her dream materialized with support from the United Nations Fund for Population Activities, UNEFPA. The Human Rights Group aims to deliver a world where every pregnancy is wanted, every childbirth is safe, and ensure young persons like Salah, Beulah, and Elizabeth's potential are fulfilled.
7: The admin purchase is a university firm, and I was admitted to the University of Ghana, School of Nursing and Medical So I'm currently doing 400 public health students.
11: Non-governmental organization Purim African Youth Development Platform Ghana is creating educational and business opportunities for marginalized headquarters and addressing challenges they face. Reverend Akuhonam Kevi is executive director.
7: But to alarm you that even
8: though legally child marriage is illegal in Ghana, it is still happening in some of the communities in the north. So the education is to ensure that this is stopped. And then also give the girls some skills. Give them something to do. A lot of these girls, when you listen to their stories, have
11: gone back to school. For Joy Business, Mona Lisa Frimpon reporting.
4: Well, are bringing us that special feature there. That's the Marketplace. More news on our website, myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Our top story on the MPA Suspending Center Oil Refinery. Over there, you can read uh, more about the suspension of uh, that oil refinery's license. And that's it. We we'll leave you with Money Lab for today.
11: Hello.
12: Welcome to another episode of Money Lab. My name is Ohinowa Amwafo Asante, Head of Client Service with Enterprise Insurance. In our last discussion, we spoke about motor third-party policy. Today, we are moving to the next two types of motor insurance policies, the third-party fire and theft and the comprehensive insurance policies. A third-party fire and theft covers fire damage to the vehicle thefts or thefts to the vehicle or thefts to other parts of the vehicle, as well as benefits under the third-party motor insurance. Finally, a comprehensive motor insurance policy combines all the attributes of the third-party policies together with accidental damage to the vehicle insured. Thank you for joining us on this episode. See you next time. Bye.
0: Tax Day is coming. Oh, no.